Screener Podcast, episode 7, 8, we're on 8, 8. You know, I would like to jump into this podcast, but first, again, I want to thank Dea. Last podcast, I was super tired and had no enthusiasm whatsoever. My monotone voice, I don't really have enthusiasm, but I'd like to thank Dea, Thotimus Prime, DGZ, woman of many names, for making the new cover art. It's fantastic. The last thing I had was temporary. Blah, blah, blah. You guys know the story. But also, go from a happy topic to a sad topic. David Ortiz was shot. You know, his brother says he's making a good recovery, which is good. You know, and I watched the video. You know, they said that, oh, you know, it was a robbery. Did not look like a robbery to me. Looked like an assassination attempt. I hope he gets better soon. He's one of the greats. And I hope he feels better. It's kind of a weird thing to say, but I, I do. I want him to be healthy and be okay, and I'm, you know, I don't really care too much about baseball. And when I do, I'm an Indians fan, but still, I hope he feels better. No one deserves to go through that. So the topics we're going to talk about today, now that we got, you know, that stuff out of the way, I'm talking about the finals again. Of course, Raptors have a three-one lead. Teams a three-one lead are thirty-three and one in the NBA Finals. Um, KD being questionable for Game Five, and Game Five is tonight, so that's going to be something exciting to watch and see. You know, so I'm going to break that kind of stuff down. I'm going to do a couple little, and by a couple little, I mean, I guess, yeah, a couple little mock trades for the draft. You know, only a, only a couple. Um, And on top of all that, I'm going to do my NFL way too early, way too early playoff predictions. You know, we were still six months out, but, you know, I, I really miss football and I need some football topics. So, boom, there it is. So we're going to jump into it talking about the finals. The Raptors took Game 4, took a 3-1 lead in Golden State. Of course, I said Golden State would win all the rest of the games, and I was wrong. Eat my words, I was wrong. I accept it, it's fine. But, hey, this is kind of what I wanted. This is actually what I wanted, not what I thought was going to happen, but it is what I wanted. I think it's what all of America wanted. So, Toronto, if they can pull this off... It's going to be huge. I don't think Canada's had a professional championship in which they share with America since like 1992, 1991. For sure the 90s though. So I'll leave it there at the 90s. I don't want to guess and be wrong. But since the 90s. And Toronto has never been in the finals. And to have their first finals appearance be a win would be insane. Especially versus Warriors team. A lot of the stuff I see is like Kawhi Leonard dethroned the Miami Heat. Now he's about to dethrone the Warriors. And it's very true he could. Because if Kevin Durant leaves and Klay Thompson leaves, the Warriors are not going to be, you know, and Boogie leaves, the Warriors aren't going to be this great dynasty anymore. You know, they're going to have a collapse because now you only have Steph Curry and DeMarcus Cousins. And then all of a sudden there's going to be parity in the league. Oh my God, parity. I'm going to talk about that, too, in a little bit. Um, but it would be an insane thing to have Kawhi Leonard be the dynasty stopper. You know, he beat the Heat, and then LeBron left and came back to Cleveland, and the Heat just weren't a thing anymore. And now, you know, he might beat the Warriors, and they might collapse, and then they won't be a thing anymore. Earlier, I said that um, I don't believe this finals will play too big of a role in anyone's free agent decision. And although I do kind of stand by that, I think no matter if the Warriors win or lose, or Toronto wins or lose, I don't think it's going to change, like change anyone's mind, you know, in deciding whether to leave where they're playing or stay. You know, for Kawhi Leonard, I think I initially said I think he's going to go to the Clippers. I think he still might. For me, it comes down to the Clippers or staying in Toronto. I think those are really the only two options. No one knows what's going through Kawhi's head. I saw a picture of him with AirPods in. Someone was like, what's Kawhi listening to? And they said, absolutely nothing. He just doesn't want to talk to anyone. I was like, yeah. I said, honestly, I can see that. So, you know, no one knows what's going through his head. But if I had to guess, I personally think it's going to come down to Clippers and Raptors. And I think he might honestly stay in Toronto. I think it's really close, but I think he's going to stay in Toronto. You know, someone offered him like a $20 million penthouse for free if he stays. Something like that. Something insane like that. And he was like... He didn't say anything about it. Is it's Kawhi Leonard? What's he gonna say? I would 
His, his laugh scares me. I still have nightmares about that. But I'm excited to see what happens, not only in this finals, but in the free agency, and to see if that this finals does sort of change people's opinions on what to do in free agency. You know, if Kevin Durant goes, oh, they can't win without me, which I don't know why this would change his decision because they can't win without him, kind of clear. But overall, it's going to be exciting. I hope Toronto can pull it off tonight because if they don't win tonight, I think momentum's going to shift and it won't be good. So they need to hurry up and finish off the Warriors before you know Kevin Durant gets more time to be healthy. That being said, it's a good transition into Kevin Durant questionable for Game 5. What that means is, no one really knows, and it's a game-time decision. My guess, if I had to guess, my personal opinion, I think Kevin Durant will play. I think Kevin Durant will play in Game 5, but it won't be KD, arguably greatest offensive player ever, Durant. You know, it's, you know I don't think it's going to be the same. I think they're going to rush him back from injury. He's not going to be 100%. He's at risk of an injury. But I'm not necessarily against it because at this point you need you need something you need something you know so you got to get Kevin Durant or something. But the one player in the league who can guard Kevin Durant is Kawhi Leonard. Kevin Durant's not 100%. Kawhi Leonard's out there. They're playing in Toronto. Listen, if Steph Curry doesn't have another Herculean performance like he did in Game Three where he dropped. You know, 40-plus, and they still lost. It was 47, and they still lost. Overall, he needs another one of those performances because Kevin Durant's not going to be the same Kevin Durant, especially with Kawhi on him and him not being 100% and playing in Toronto. Everyone needs to play to peak performance in order to win. That being said, you know, every win Toronto's had, they've had guys show up kind of like out of nowhere. Kawhi's had these consistently really good numbers, but then there's always been someone else who's had a great performance. You had Ibaka, who had six blocks and 20 points. You had Danny Green, who went off. You had Pascal Siakam. You had Marcus Gasol, who all had these great games. You know, so I'm, I don't honestly, it could be a good thing to talk about my prediction for who I think the next guy is going to be. Honestly, screw it. It's Kyle Lowry's turn. Kyle Lowry is going to go for 70 tonight. I'm joking. I think by I'm going to say Kyle Lowry is going to have a pretty good performance. The other superstar, if you want to call him that, superstar on this team. I think he's going to have a great performance, and he's going to do his thing and do what he does in order to try to put away the Warriors. Another thing is Kawhi Leonard at the free throw line is automatic. Like, there was one game he had 16, he was like 16 for 16 on free throws. And then, you know, I think on the whole series, he's only missed three free throws, and he's taken like 50. Like, the man is automatic at the line. I don't believe it. Like, it's insane to me. So Kawhi Leonard may be more clutch than Steph Curry. I don't know. He's been pretty consistent in the finals, though, putting up good performances, not only offensively but defensively. What he's done rebounding, crashing the glass. I'm impressed, and I hope they can keep this momentum and keep this good pace moving forward. And hopefully everyone can ball out tonight and maybe put away Golden State. So KD being questionable, it's, you know, you look at it and you look what he said, you know, he had a Thursday practice, you know, not even a week ago. And he said, I tried to practice and it just wasn't working. You know, you've seen pictures of him icing his calf and everything like that. It's like, oh no, like he's not healthy and you want to rush him back. But again, as I said, I do think it's the right decision, even if he is at risk for another injury. Overall, Golden State needs a hero, and Kevin Durant's going to have to be that because it's pretty clear they can't win without him. And whatever happens this offseason, I know Kevin Durant shared a post where he talked about just because someone says some you know false information a lot, it doesn't make it true. And that sort of plays into what I was talking about in the conspiracy theory video where people always talk about Kevin Durant going to the Knicks and going and doing this, and it's like, Will he actually, though? Because there's no word on it. You're just kind of saying stuff, and you keep saying it in hopes that it'll turn true. And you got Kevin Durant saying this. It's like, wow, Kevin Durant could stay. But as I said, I think the odds of Kevin Durant staying in Golden State are like the same as him going anywhere else, if not better. At the end of the day, you can't really say, I think, you know, I know Kevin Durant's going to do this because you don't know what he's going to do. Even if they lose the finals, I don't think that really means he's out. I don't think that means he's going to leave. 
overall just have to see what happens. Maybe he does go to the Knicks. Maybe he goes to the Clippers. You know, maybe he stays in Golden State. Overall, the NBA wants him to leave. I would like him to go to the Knicks. You know, because parity in the league, and that's you know some what I said earlier. I said we're gonna get into that in a little bit later. You know, and I'm gonna get into that now. You know, I want parity in this league. What parity is, it means that there's a lot of teams that can compete. There's a lot of teams that can win. There's a lot of teams that can beat each other. There is no parity in the league right now because the East is kind of a trash fest and the West only has one team that's going to the finals. If you can get, and obviously the East isn't a trash fest, you know, or really a trash fest considering that the Eastern Conference representative could win the finals tonight in five games. But it's kind of a fact that the East is not as good as the West. You know, there are a lot of teams in the West who could have made it to the finals if they were in the East. So that being said, I want parity in the league, and I would like Kevin Durant to join the Knicks. I would like Klay Thompson to join, like, let's just say the Lakers. The Lakers get better, and they were a non-playoff team. The Knicks get better, and they were a trash fest. Wherever Kevin Durant, or not Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis goes, I'd like to see him on either the Lakers or the Knicks, because that's something that could happen. You get him on one of those teams, those teams get better, the Warriors get worse because they lose Boogie Cousins. Let's throw Boogie Cousins in the East, why not? Or honestly, you can keep in the West. I think whatever team he goes to, that team gets better. You have Toronto, if they keep Kawhi, they'll still be good. Brooklyn, if they do as I say, and get Kyrie or and or Jimmy Butler, you know they're going to be better. I think the Celtics, even without Kyrie, are going to still be a good team. All of a sudden, you have a lot of good teams in the league. You don't really have a great team. But you have a lot of good teams, which is parity and which is what you need. All that being said, can't wait to see how the finals plays out. Can't wait to see how the draft plays out. Can't wait to see how anything plays out or everything plays out. I just can't wait. This is all going to be exciting and it's going to be a hell of a time. Final topic of today. My NFL way too early playoff prediction. I might honestly throw in a few win predictions in there. Why not? And I talked about it earlier. I sort of broke down the power rankings or, you know, sort of the power balance in the AFC, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do, you know, and in there I talked about, oh, I think they'll make playoffs. And now I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, I'll talk about my overall playoff predictions in June because why not? I mean, there's not really any marquee free agents left. I mean, I guess there's still Eric Berry. I honestly forgot he was a free agent. You want to trade Boston too? Don't know where they'll sign. Hopefully Cleveland. I don't know, though. Maybe the Chargers. We'll see. But that's going to be exciting to see how that plays out. You know, But again, there's not too many top free agents. There's no like top trade targets. So basically what you see in the NFL now is more or less what it's going to be when the season starts. So all that being said, I'm going to hop into my playoff predictions again in June. Way too early. Probably going to be wrong on a lot of them. Again, I might do a few wins predictions and break down each division. You know, and what I think each team will do, stuff like that. That being said, let's hop into it. We're going to start off in the AFC, you know, because alphabetical order, A is before N. Anyways, in the East, AFC East, you got Buffalo, got Miami, got New England, got New York. One of these things doesn't belong, and it's the New England Patriots. Got New England Patriots, make playoffs. You know, it's... Something I think I've said before is that I don't like to count out. I don't like to count out the Patriots, because it feels all too often I'm all like, "Oh, you know, the Patriots' reign is over," and then they go to the Super Bowl. You know, because I think like this year I said, "Oh, the Patriots won't be good," and then they won the Super Bowl. It's like, well, dang, this team's gonna be good forever. So, Patriots, I still gotta make playoffs. I don't know, and I'm not going to run through all of the playoffs up to the Super Bowl. I'm just going to say who's making it, you know, each spot plus the wild cards. We'll see. I think New York did get significantly better, and I think they are going to be a team to watch. I don't think they're, I think they might win seven games, something like that. But I think New England could win, you know, nine, ten games, win the division, which not too many divisions. You can win nine or ten games and win it. Miami, I think, is continue, you know, I don't think they're going to tank. I think they're just not going to be good. Buffalo, I think Miami's going to be the bottom. Buffalo's going to be two. I think they're going to be like five wins, maybe six wins. 
New York's going to be, you know, seven wins. Is that like Le'Veon Bell, like what they did on defense? Sam Darnold develops. They just never really got him wide receiver weapons, which is still something they kind of need, but kind of in a bad situation because there's not too many of those left, if any. So at that point, you're going to have to start targeting guys to the draft, which they didn't do this year. But I like what they did on defense, you know, drafting Quinn and Williams, bringing in C.J. Mosley, bringing in Greg Williams for the defensive coordinator. It's all going to be interesting to see how that defense plays out, how that offense plays out, how everything plays out. But again, as I said, you know, like seven wins. And Patriots take this division. AFC North. You got Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Baltimore. My unbiased opinion. I'm taking Cleveland to win the division. Why not? 12 games. Second, Pittsburgh. I could see them winning 10 games. Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I meant to say Baltimore first, but I guess we'll say Cincinnati. They'll be in last. Um, that's four wins. Cincinnati. They always draft offensive linemen. They draft Jonah Williams this year. Be interesting to see how he plays out. If he's going to be good. If he's going to suck. He was, you know, before the combine, the top offensive lineman. And after the combine, everyone was like, "Oh, the offensive linemen here kind of suck." I really like Jawan Taylor. He ended up falling to the second. I really liked Cody Ford. Yeah, and we all know how that worked. But we'll see how things play out there. But again, I think four wins is kind of it. I think it's going to be Andy Dalton's last year. So I think they're going to give him his last chance. And if he doesn't show up, plays like Andy Dalton plays, they're going to draft a quarterback next year. I know they drafted one this year, but I don't think a fourth-round quarterback's your answer. And, you know, I think they might give him a few reps and see how he works and plays out. And if they don't like what he's doing... And they think he is not the answer, which I don't think anyone expects him to be the answer. They're going to have quarterback in the first next year. And then you got Baltimore. I think they'll finish third. I think this division will all be really close, decided by a couple games. I think Baltimore could win seven or eight games. Because they did not get better than they were last year. They got worse. You know, they lost a lot of keys on defense. Yeah, you know, you draft Marquise Brown. You bring in, you know, Earl Thomas. You bring in Mark Ingram. You know, you have this super fast offense. It's going to be, you know, probably exciting to watch it on defense. You know, they lost a lot of guys. So I don't see them, you know, I see them winning a good amount of games. But because of the division they play in, they won't win. And again, I got them winning eight games. Pittsburgh nine or ten. We'll say ten. And Cleveland 12, you know, two, two separation. Why not? The AFC South. Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Tennessee. I'm taking Indianapolis. I think a lot of people are taking Indianapolis. I think they, they could win you know, 12, 13 games. Honestly, I'm going to bump Cleveland down from 12 to 11. Or honestly, we keep them at 12. 11 or 12 wins. There you go. But I could see you know Indianapolis winning a lot of games. You know, 13, you know, 12, 13, 14 games. You know, they have a very exciting team that I think a lot of people are excited to you know watch. So I got them winning the South by far. Second, uh, we're going to go Houston. I like what Houston has. They still need offensive line help. I don't think that third-round talent they took in the first is going to be the answer. So we'll see how he plays out. Maybe he is really good. I don't know. Sean Watson development more. It's all, all going to be interesting to see. Receiving core. DeAndre Hopkins still there. Defense. Defense is still going to be, you know, whatever. Good. So, all that in mind, taking Indianapolis. Houston, again, I think I I could see them winning, you know, eight, nine games. I'll say nine. Jacksonville. Honestly, Jacksonville or Tennessee, it's close. I'm going to go Jacksonville. They add Josh Allen in the draft, who honestly could have been one of the bigger steals. You know, a guy who was you know, projected, you know, top three, top four, slips to seven, passed a lot of teams, and you pick him up there. You get Jawan Taylor. You get the offensive lineman you want. Got a new quarterback, Nick Foles. We'll see how things play out there. I don't think they're going to be great because I don't think Nick Foles is a great starting quarterback. I think he's just kind of a guy you can play for a little bit. And know that your quarterback situation is going to be too bad. But all in all, 
seven wins. I had Houston nine, thirteen. Okay, so seven wins. Why not? Six wins, seven wins, something like that. Tennessee, five wins, six wins. Like what they did through the draft. Jerry Tillery, I like all of that. You know, they get a backup quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, so in case Mariota goes down. I'm just not too impressed by Mariota. I don't think he's too great. I don't think he's all that good. But, you know, he always gets injured. And, you know, as I said in the last podcast, I don't like quarterbacks who get injured a lot. I don't. You know, what's the point? You know, you're not a good quarterback if you're constantly getting injured, like Carson Wentz. You know, I can't really call you great if, you know, all of a sudden you tear your ACL and you're done and we got to win a Super Bowl with our backup. You know, I don't like that. So, that's kind of the same thing with Marcus Mariota. And even when he is on the field, he's not great. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, he's a quarterback. You know, but now they have Ryan Tannehill, who isn't great either, but, I mean, he's a good backup for something like that. And we'll see how all that plays out. Derrick Henry might be a baller, but I don't know. I don't know. AJ Brown might be a baller, but I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. All in all, Tennessee last place. The West, AFC West. This one, you know, you you look at each team, and you're kind of like, wow, I could see a lot of stuff happening here. Yeah, I can too. <laughs> I'm actually gonna start from the bottom with this one, work our way up to the top, only because I think it'll be more interesting. Now, I think it's going to be fourth and third are going to be close. There's going to be a gap. And first and second are going to be close. I could see that. And that would be interesting. Um, I'm going to go Oakland in last. I think Oakland got better, obviously. I'll say five wins. Boom, I said it. Five wins. They don't got a running back. You know, I mean, they got Josh Jacobs, but he's a rookie. And they don't got no one else. Derek Carr, can he be elite again? Uh, you know, he, he was elite for one season when he almost won an MVP. And then he went down with an injury in playoffs. So, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of factors that come into it. They drafted kind of weird, but okay. You got Antonio Brown, though. And Vontez Perfect. Ooh. I want them to have hard knocks. I don't think they will, though. We're going to say Oakland. Five wins, six wins. Uh, I keep I keep stretching it. I'm like five or six wins. So when I'm wrong, I'm like oh, I wasn't too wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna be solid with this one. Five wins, boom, solid answer. Bam, five wins. Second to last, Denver. I mean, I think Denver is a good team. I think they got a lot of potential. Joe Flacco, who knows? Drew Locke, who knows? Receiver kids, Sutton, who knows? I mean, well, he played last year, and he was actually pretty good. This is not really who knows anymore. But I think that Joe Flacco, what I thought initially was that they traded for Joe Flacco to have him start at quarterback to then draft quarterback next year. Well, then Drew Locke falls all the way to the second, and you're like, oh, you know, maybe let's let's take this kid here. You know, and then they take Drew Locke, who's kind of the quarterback they really liked anyways. So maybe it works out. Maybe Flacco starts all 16 games because he shows he's good. Maybe he doesn't. And maybe Drew Locke steps in and he has a pretty good rookie performance. The defense is still good. I have this team being second to last. So we said five wins for Oakland. I'll say six wins. No, we'll say seven wins. Just be generous. Seven wins for Denver. Probably six wins. I'm going to say six wins. I changed my mind. Second overall in the division. Hot take of the day, Kansas City. I don't. There's a lot of factors. They lost Kareem Hunt. You know, they lost Kareem Hunt last year, and they didn't. They started losing games without him. They don't have Kareem Hunt this whole season. They might not have Tyreek Hill this whole season. You know, so you lose. You know, they might never have Tyreek Hill again. I don't know. You know, we'll have to see if Tyreek Hill ends up playing. They for sure don't have Kareem Hunt. They signed Carlos Hyde. You know, on defense they get Frank Clark. They also lost a lot of guys on defense. You know, they had Tyron Matthew. They lost, I think, four guys who were playmakers. And they gained Frank Clark, who is, you know, probably better than all those guys. And Tyron Matthew, who's arguably better than all those guys. I don't think he is better than all those guys. He's better than a lot of them. 
I don't think he's better than D Ford, but he's better than a good amount of them. So they're, but I don't think their defense improved. Best case scenario, their defense stayed stagnant and is the same. Offensively, I already went through. I think they're going to be worse without Kareem Hunt, without Tyreek Hill. They're not going to be better. So all this in mind, I think Kansas City's going to be second in the division and win. Ooh, I was about to say 11 or 12 games, a big 11 or 12. I'm going to say 12. I'm going to say 12 wins. I think that's what they won last year, right? 12 wins. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And then number one, I got the Chargers. My dark horse to win the Super Bowl. I don't think it's their dark horse anymore. I think a lot of people are talking about the Chargers now. But I got them winning the Super Bowl. I don't have them winning the Super Bowl. I have them as my dark horse. But I have them winning the division. I think they'll win 13 games. I think they're a very complete team. They don't have a whole ton of problems. They got a couple, but not a whole ton. And I'm interested to see how things play out for them. And I think they're going to win the division. Oh, wait, I have two wild cards, too, in the AFC. My two wild cards, Kansas City and Pittsburgh. Boom, it's my two wild cards. I think that's honestly a really good wild card matchup. Kansas City and Pittsburgh. That's going to be entertaining to see. I actually want to touch on Pittsburgh real quick. A lot of people talk about, oh, you know, they lost Antonio Brown. They lost Le'Veon Bell. Although technically they lost, um, although technically they lost uh, Le'Veon Bell, they really didn't. You know, he's been gone since last year. So you can't say, oh, you know, they lost them because they really didn't. So, you know, and they played just fine without him. James Conner did just fine. They brought in a new guy, new running back guy in the draft. You know, Benny Snell. I, you know, I think that could be something interesting. You know, and yeah, they lost Antonio Brown. They actually did lose Antonio Brown. But I think Juju can step up. I think, you know, they signed a couple guys and drafted a couple guys who I think can step up. And obviously, I think that there is going to be a hole at wide receiver. And ultimately, their offense will suffer without him. But I still think they can win without him. As a result, I think they might honestly get... I think I have them getting better, right? 10 wins. They won 9 last year. Something like that. 8 last year. You know, something like that. <laughs> I see them win 10 games. No drama. I think ultimately they improve. Obviously, they don't make playoffs, but you know, still getting the wild card. And again, I'm not going to break down each you know, round of the playoffs because it's, it's not that serious. But that's that's what I think. Now we're going to move on over to the NFC. Starting off in the NFC East, you got Dallas, New York, Philadelphia, and Washington. These ones are interesting. <laughs> um, Washington, I, th I think that they're actually going to impress. I don't think they'll be this great team, but I think that they'll impress. I think a lot of people are sort of saying, oh, they're not going to be too good. I think they will be pretty good. I don't think they'll make. I don't think they'll win the division. I should. I'm actually got to be running backwards, right? So, I got New York coming in last. Uh, let's say, honestly, three wins. Why not? Three wins for New York. I think that Daniel Jones sits a whole bunch, and if he doesn't sit a whole bunch, he won't be very good. And then their quarterback, who will be starting over him, will also not be very good. With Eli Manning. Three wins. New York Giants. Uh, Washington. Yeah, okay. I know I just said that they had impressed, but they're third in the division. But you also got the other two teams you got to keep in mind. I think Washington wins six or seven. Maybe that's what people are expecting them to do. So maybe I'm not. Maybe that's not a hot take. I think they'll impress. I think they got a pretty decent team. I like what they got. I like what they did in the draft. I like everything. I'll say seven wins for Washington. Only because I think that's kind of on the high mark, and I think a lot of people have them winning less games than that. But I'm going to say seven wins for Washington to come in second to last in the division. Third. Ooh, this one is close. I just looked at it. Philadelphia. Third? Why did I say third? Second. Third. Wait, second. Wait. <laughs> I keep stuttering. My bad. Philadelphia in second. Nine wins. Boom. Boom. 
It might be close. I think it will be close. So I have Dallas winning 10. Dallas Cowboys win the division. You get 10. We down boys. Go Cowboys. You know, full season of Amari Cooper. I don't know why I'm not going to become a Cowboys fan. Full season of Amari Cooper. Young core develops another year with Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderek. You got Demarcus Lawrence back. Offensive line needs to stay healthy. Zeke's back. Dak's back. I mean, well, they didn't go anywhere, but they're there. 10 wins to win the division. How many did they win last year? I don't know. <laughs> North. The NFC North. I almost said AFC North. You know, as I'm a Browns fan, you know, so I'm so used to saying the AFC North. NFC North. You know, Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota. Fourth, we're going to say Detroit. I don't think TJ Hawkinson's going to... I think he could have a good season, but I don't think TJ Hawkinson's going to be this game-changing player for them to change up their offense. I want to see Calvin Johnson back on this team so bad. I love Calvin Johnson. If they give him a million dollars, he will. But um, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I don't know. He's old now, but whatever. I still just want to see Calvin Johnson again. I miss that guy. But Detroit, five wins. Again, I don't think they really impressed a whole bunch. You can make an argument that they're really good. You can make that argument. I'm not going to make that argument because I have them winning five games. Third in the division. I'm going to say this wild team, Green Bay. I don't like what Green Bay did offensively. I love what they did defensively. They stacked up that defense pretty good. I don't know if they'll be a top defense. You know, we'll just have to wait and see. But I don't, you know, they didn't do anything offensively. So now you're going to have to bank off Devontae Adams. And Aaron Rodgers going to be throwing a whole bunch of passes to Devontae Adams. Hoping to make some connections. We'll see what happens. I think Green Bay is going to be in third. I still think they'll win a good amount of games. I think they'll win eight games. No, I scratched that. I think they'll win seven games. I think they'll win seven games. Offense will be caught lacking. Their defense will be pretty good, but without that offense going for them, you know, it's not going to result in a whole bunch of wins. Especially with the guys who play in their division. Second, Minnesota. Minnesota, I don't know. They're an interesting team to look at. They should be a lot better than they really are, huh? I think just Kirk Cousins isn't clutch. I think it's what it is maybe all that pressure you know coming into the next season you know it's gonna be gone because you're gonna be like yeah you guys suck and he's not gonna have much pressure again i like what they did through the draft so ultimately i think this team's not gonna be great though i think they'll win eight games eight games second the division that being said chicago takes the division chicago's I think they're going to be really great. I think they're going to be a great team. I'm very excited to see them play. I don't know why I said it. Like, I'm, you know, super excited. I'm not super excited to see them play. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Trubisky's really good. I don't think if anyone knows that Trubisky's good. You know, I think that's sort of the million-dollar question is, can Jason Trubisky play football? Mitch Trubisky, not Jason Trubisky. I don't know what I'm talking about. Can Mitch Trubisky play football? I feel like Mitch Trubisky has a little brother named Jason. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe he doesn't, though. I don't know. Um, can Mr. Trubisky play football? This year is going to be the make-or-break year. Defense can't keep carrying them all like that. So we're just going to have to see what happens. And ultimately, I'm overall excited. Not super excited, but excited to see them win. 12 games. That's what I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see them win 12 games. Take the division by a lot. NFC South. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. My, my laptop fell a little bit. Um, you know, you got Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, and Tampa. Just like in the AFC East, something sticks out. So, now you, you got to think about it. Is this even a discussion? But since we're rolling backwards, we'll see. Actually, we have some breaking news. Jadavian Clowney is skipping mandatory minicamp. Uh, there were some trade rumors with him, the franchise tags, all this stuff. And uh, you know, he's not attending mandatory minicamp. You know, I'm not going to break it down because you know, this is breaking news. But, I don't know. Will he get traded? <laughs> you know, all this excitement pets up just go, oh. 
Will he get traded? Will he demand a trade? I want to see. I want to know. I, I want to have him get traded to Cleveland. I'm joking. I mean, I'm not, but I am at the same time. Um, I think a lot of teams would be interesting to see him play for. I think there were. I think the Jets were kind of a team that was talked about back when there were trade rumors with him. Uh, but now he's skipping the camp. And then, you know, on top of that, Robbie Gold is also skipping. The kicker for the Niners. Um, he's also skipping camp, but I don't think that's too big of a deal because he didn't sign the franchise tag. But, I mean, I guess it's the same thing. Why are people making such a big deal with that and not the other thing? I don't know, whatever. Uh, anyways, so we left off before the breaking news. The NFC South? South, yeah, because I was talking about the Saints. Uh, oh, well, spoiled it. But <laughs> so since we're starting from the bottom, we're going to work our way up. I think Tampa's going to come in last. Five wins. I, I think this is um, a make-or-break year for Jameis Winston. I think he makes nothing of it. And it all kind of goes goes downhill. And they look for his replacement, look to trade him after this year. Five wins, not going to be great. Again, we'll see what happens, but that's what I think. I think they'll be last with five wins. I feel like that's a lot. Of, I feel like I'm like giving teams a lot of wins for coming in last. So you always kind of expect the last place team to win three or four games, but I think I've only had two teams win less than four or win four or less, right? And that was New York and the Bengals. I mean, I stand by it. I'm like looking at. It. I'm like, yeah, no, I stand by that. But let's break this down. Uh, Tampa quarterback play i think his job's on the line you know i like devin white and will i think he'll impress and i think he'll help them but ultimately you know without the offense to really get and even their defense isn't really great you know they're just kind of a team all around which will result i think in five wins and last place in the division second i am gonna take atlanta it's close. I had to really think about it, huh? You know, I'm going to take Atlanta. I think their young core develops another year, and I think they do get better. You know, they drafted the way they drafted, but that's fine. You know, but you know, I'm just excited to see them play. The offense, you know, Calvin Ridley develops. They have a lot of receivers, you know. We'll see how that plays out. I believe they draft, drafted an offensive line in the first, right? So... We'll see how all that stuff plays out, but overall, I'm excited to see how this offense works. I think it'll be fast, I think it'll be exciting, and I think it'll result in seven wins. No, I'll say eight wins. I'm feeling generous. Generous. Eight wins. Coming in third in the division, that's honestly pretty decent. Second overall, yeah, second overall. Take Carolina. Carolina. You know, they're they're good, but they're just that. They're just good. You know, obviously, they added Gerald McCoy, as we talked about before. He's going to get to play, you know, his former team twice and try to dog him out. Um, so they added to the defense. Again, you know, I think DJ Moore, he might impress. It's all about if Cam Newton could stay healthy. But if he can't, you got Will Greer, who was honestly one of my favorite players in the class. And I felt he was the most underrated and could have been one of the best players in the class. So, we'll see how, if, you know, Cam goes down, we'll see how Will Greer performs. Or even in preseason, we'll see how he performs. But they have a backup quarterback. And I think Will Greer is going to be one of those guys who's a great backup quarterback. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. I guess Nick Foles, where they're, like, too good to be a backup, but not good enough to be a starter, which results in all this trade value when they have these great moments from quarterback needy teams or even big dollar value. So, we'll see how Will Greer pans out. But I have, you know, them second. Oh, wait, did I say how many wins? I didn't. I'll say nine wins. I think I had Atlanta with eight, right? Carolina. No, I'll bump that up to ten. Ten wins for Carolina. And then I think the Saints, they're going to win the division. Davenport, I, I want to see him more. I want to see more of Davenport. I want to see development. I want to see him get better. I want to see him impress. The Saints, of course, MVP Drew Brees. I see them winning, you know, 12 games. And again, I don't think that's too hard to believe, but overall have to see. But I think the Saints are a really great team. They're always going to be contending for a Super Bowl. And Drew Brees, he could have an MVP season. 
He's just that great of a quarterback to be as old as he can or old as he is, I should say, and to continue to be in MVP conversations and to be on this great winning team. So now jump into this the last division of today. I still have to talk about trades. I'm running low on time. I kind of forgot, but I'm running low on time. I'm going to have to run through the NFC West and then break down the trades. I guess I only do one trade because there's only really one big one. So I guess I'll just break down the one trade because, again, I'm kind of run low on time. But, you know, uh, NFC West, Arizona Cardinals, LA Rams, San Francisco Niners, Seattle Seahawks, last place Cardinals, three wins, bam, there it is. No offensive line. Kyler Murray, we'll have to see how his arm does, but no offensive line is going to be running a lot. He's going to get tackled a whole bunch. His passes aren't going to be you know, two on target, especially with him being young. He's not going to really be comfortable dealing with that. He's going to be throwing passes to a lot of young wide receivers. You know, A lot of their wide receivers are first or second year receivers. And then you got Larry Fitz. You know, so you got, so yeah, I think they kind of were looking for his replacement. But you got a lot of, a lot of young wide receivers, a lot of stuff like this. They didn't draft the way I really wanted them to, but it doesn't matter what, you know, I wanted. You know, they got Deontay Thompson, who was the guy who I wanted the Browns to draft. They got Hakeem Butler, who was one of my favorite guys in the class because he's a 6'5 wide receiver. All that in mind, Arizona, I think I'm interested to see how it plays out. I'm interested to see Kyler Murray, I think, mostly, and I think everyone is. Last place, three wins. Got three teams winning. Not that many games. Um... There I have, oh, see, I'm about to do it again. I think San Francisco's a sleeper. I think that they could impress Nick Bosa. Oh, okay, I can't do it. I got to do it. Seattle. <laughs> Seattle's coming in third. I think they'll win a lot of games too, though. They got DK Metcalf, and that's already a cheat code. But they didn't add to the offensive line. You got to hope Russell Wilson. You got to pray for Russell Wilson. Lost Frank Clark. It's going to happen. Eight wins. They come in third. They miss playoffs. Ooh, that one hurt. San Francisco in second. I really like San Francisco. I don't care if they were, you know, lost a whole bunch of games last year. Had the second pick. You draft Nick Bosa. They added a whole bunch of guys to the defense, and then you got Garoppolo coming back. You got to bank off him staying healthy. But if he can stay healthy, this team I think is going to be very impressive. All that in mind, San Francisco nine wins. Nine wins. Nine wins for San Francisco. Interested to see how all that plays out. I think they'll be a fun team to watch. Nine wins San Francisco. Said that a whole lot. Nine wins San Francisco. LA Rams take the division. They got better. I mean, they lost in Dominican Sioux. Did they get better? I mean, they lost in Dominican Sioux. <laughs> they lost in Dominican Sioux. They added Clay Matthews if you really, really want to consider that like an upgrade or a huge improvement. You know, I don't recall them signing any like real great players or drafting any crazy notable players. So all that in mind is 12. It's 12 too many. I don't think 12 is too many. 12 wins for the LA Rams. They take the division. And lastly, my wild cards. My wild cards are the Panthers and the Eagles. Again, I think that's also an interesting matchup. But once again, I'm not picking who the winner is. I'm not going in-depth with my playoffs. So I'm just going to leave it there. So that's going to be interesting to see in the wild card. So, final topic of today, and I got no time. I was going to do multiple trades, but I guess I only have to do one. So I'm just going to pick my favorite. And as a Cavs fan, it's pretty biased. So, this trade... It involves the Hawks and the Cavs. We're on the streets that the Hawks are looking to trade down. I mean, trade up and having two for, or they have a whole bunch of picks. And I'll break that. I'll talk about that in a second too. They have eight and 10, which are the two notable ones. Cavs have five. I would be in favor of the Cavs trading down from five. And the little mock trade I have written up uh, real quick for everyone is the fifth pick and the 26th pick up for the eighth or down for the eighth pick, the 10th pick and the 44th pick. So the reason why, and I'll, you know, go through every pick. So I'm going to start at five, you know, Atlanta wants to trade up. I think trading up is a good option, you know, for them. 
it all depends on what they want to do. I guess if they want a jam pack of young talent, maybe stay still because then you can have more draft capital. But fifth pick, I could see them taking DeAndre Hunter. Now, why DeAndre Hunter? Well, they have Kent Bazemore. And I think that they've been looking to trade him for a really long time. Or I don't think I know. They want to get rid of that bad contract. And drafting DeAndre Hunter is kind of his replacement. So then at one point, you can move on from him. So he could, you know, be the not necessarily the answer, but sort of a guy who, when you trade Kent Bazemore, you know that your future small forward is right there for you. He's a good defensive presence which is something that is going to be utilized in the future for when they want to look to contend for championships. So that's something to keep in mind overall. So that's the fifth pick. And again, we're just going to work back from the order of each pick. Uh, the eighth pick, which would now belong to the Cavs. Now, I'm going to break down kind of several options. I would like to see maybe Cam Reddish. Maybe Kobe White is ultimately the main guy I want. But maybe Cam Reddish, because again, Kobe White's more of a point guard. You know, maybe you can move him to the two. But Cam Reddish is a you know a two who can maybe play the three. So maybe Cam Reddish makes the most sense. And at eight, I think if he, you know I don't really want. I wouldn't really like Cam Reddish. I think a lot of people were saying like, oh, New York really likes Cam Reddish. Well, they're not going to take him over RJ. You know, so it's like oh maybe RJ falls to the Cavs because the Lakers realize that they don't. I don't what like. RJ is great. He's going to go number three, trust me. And New York might have some spectacular change of plans like they've done taking Nidakia and Kristaps Porzingis, and only one of those worked out. But that's not the point. The point is that I think ultimately it overall makes the most sense to trade down. Now, you could get messed up. So maybe this is like a draft night trade where New York, you know, the third pick, New York Knicks take RJ Barrett, small for no, they don't say the position you know rj barrett duke university and then you go okay get you know atlanta on the phone so you work out the details beforehand but then you go if rj barrett goes at three you know then you know we'll trade down if he doesn't we're gonna really bank off the lakers not taking him and if the lakers do take him then maybe you call atlanta again and then you finalize the trade so maybe it all kind of comes down to when the Cavs are on the clock which makes sense so eight, I just said, you know, Cam Reddish or Kobe White, probably more Cam Reddish. And at 10, you have maybe Bull Bull or Sigurdumboya. Don't know how to pronounce his name. I kind of wing it every time I say it. You know, the Cavs, they want to look for a big man, you know, and Bull Bull is a big, big man. You know, Dumboya, he can't really play center, but he can be, you know, a power forward, maybe a bigger small forward. Bull Bull is a center. But I think Bull Bull... You know, he's, he could be injury-prone with his body. I think he's going to have a difficult time translating to the NBA. And that's going to be something that's difficult for them. And I think Dumboya, no one really knows if he's good. Let's hope the scouts are on it. We'll have an easier time translating. You know, you just look at him and you're like, yeah, he's physically big. He's athletic. You know, he's a guy who can make a difference. So I think Dumboya at 10, you know, so camera 8, Dumboya at 10 would be, you know, a pretty good deal. Then we're going to jump down to 26 where you know originally houston then cleveland now atlanta i think here atlanta could take keldon johnson he's another small forward but he's this type of guy who can play shooting guard you know he could maybe be a small power forward because he's you know he's like westbrook westbrook but a little bit bigger less athletic and less selfish you know more of a facilitator you know and with what atlanta could be looking for did i say he could play power forward i didn't mean that I'm just kind of you know, saying stuff. Um, you know, they'd be looking more to play him at shooting guard. So, again, he's a guy who can facilitate. And, you know, defensively he can be there. But overall, he gives you more options offensively. You know, obviously he kind of hurts your floor spacing a little bit because he's not a shooter. But he also gives you more options because he can be a threat attacking the basket. That also in mind, he's also a facilitator, which Trey Young is too. You know, so you have all these facilitators. You know, you have options on offense. You have a team that... You know, in time could develop into something good. Plus, DeAndre Hunter being a potential defensive presence in the future. It's all going to be something exciting to see. And then, the last pick in the trade, the 44th pick, Darius Basley. I want the Cavs to take Darius Basley. To me, he's a low-risk, high-reward type player. Like, let's say this works out for the Cavs. I think the Cavs won the draft. Maybe not. I don't know. Because you got Cam Reddish, 
Sikadumboya, and then Darius Basley. Like, yeah, fire that up. That's good. And yeah, I don't know if Basley will fall that far. Those of you who aren't aware of who Darius Basley is, he was one of the top recruit. He's the ranked number one recruit in Ohio, and one of the higher. I believe he was top twenty in the nation. And Under Armour goes, "Don't go to college. We'll give you a million dollars to skip college and just work out." And you know, just work out with us. And they were like, "Okay." And then he goes, you know, to Under Armour, whatever, to do his thing. So he goes from being this projected top twenty pick in the draft to then being this guy who's, you know, no one knows. They haven't seen him. And I think now he's sort of a projected like mid to late second round pick, which kind of sucks, but. He is a low-risk, high-reward type player because you're not going to miss on anyone with the 44th pick being that if, let's say, Manu Ginobili or Tony Parker or Jimmy Butler, obviously some of those guys were before the 44th pick, but I'm just kind of spitballing. Isaiah Thomas, you know, ends up being in this class. No one's going to, like, beat you up for, saying for like, skipping on him or for passing on him because it's like no one knows. He's a second-round pick, you know, but this is a guy who could pan out into something you know, as again, low risk, high reward. So that's what, you know, that's the trade. And that's who I think would be behind the trade, you know, with each, each pick in particular. So anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you enjoy my podcast, consider subscribing wherever you're listening to or sharing them on whatever social medias you would like. I am MJ Schrainer. Find me on Instagram, Mike underscore Schrain. Or Twitter, Mike underscore Shrain 17. Again, if you enjoyed my podcast, maybe take time to listen to the old ones. Because I don't know why not. I talk about some fun topics. Some are good, some aren't. Uh, thanks again to the homie Dea on, you know, Thodomus Prime, DGZ on Twitter. D underscore GZ. Gotta be specific. Anyways, you know, for making the cover art. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I'm out.